It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, it's Friday, the last day of the week, 29th of April, and in just a moment, Rich Harvey is here from Property Buyer, and we're going to be looking at his top five Sydney suburbs for capital growth in 2022. But first, let's look at the weather around Australia this morning. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And looking at weather for Sydney, should be a mainly dry, partly cloudy day with a high of 27 degrees. Melbourne, rain developing with 24. Brisbane, a shower or two with 27. And in Perth, mostly fine and a high today on this Friday of 22 degrees. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And talking of emails, I got one from Daniel yesterday, who is an Australian living in the UK in Margate, Kent to be precise. I had to look it up to see where you are on the coast there. And Daniel wrote, great to be getting the real estate podcast here in the UK, just letting you know that I've been living here with my partner for the last eight years. And we didn't plan on coming back home anytime soon. However, with post-COVID and a dictator like Putin at the wheel, Europe all of a sudden doesn't feel like the same place. So we've decided to come back to Melbourne at the end of this year. I feel like I'm getting a property education from the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much. He then goes on to say a few nice things about the show. This got me thinking because I bet that Daniel isn't the only listener in the UK. Okay, so if you're an Aussie expat or even an Englishman or Englishwoman, drop us an email. We would love to hear some of your comments filtering through. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey. With the property market showing signs of correction in Sydney and Melbourne, some people will think they've missed the opportunities when it comes to capital gains. And it's around this stage of the cycle where buyers who have spent months searching for their ideal property realise that the most recent wave of gains has passed by and is fading into the distance. But there is some good news. If you choose wisely, there are still opportunities to buy well in the Sydney market. And as always, it's a Friday. We have Rich Harvey, CEO of propertybuyer.com.au, who has identified the top five suburbs that are primed for excellent growth potential in Sydney right now. And it's a very good morning to Rich. How are you doing? Very good, Craig. Good morning to you too. Well, this is a fascinating podcast. So I guess if we just dive straight into it, how quickly is the market correcting? What is driving the change of pricing? Yeah, a couple of things, Craig. The market is correcting a little bit quicker than everyone's expecting in Sydney and Melbourne, of course. I'm not talking Brisbane or any of the other states, but it's a couple of things. It's the potential threat of interest rate rises. There's a lot of chatter about that. Obviously, the election coming in May, where people just sit on their hands and and sort of go, what's going to happen? 
We've got the Ukraine-Russia war. The number of people out there that watching and waiting has increased. So when that happens, you get less activity in the property market, less demand, and so prices are, are correcting. I mean, really high-quality properties are still trading well, but we're not seeing the bullish prices that we got last year. But in some areas, I've seen it come back, you know, 5%, 7%, even up to 10% in some suburbs. So there's certainly an opportunity in this correcting market to, to buy well. And Rich, you've selected these five key suburbs with upside. So where are you recommending? I've uh, got five little secrets up my sleeve to share with our listeners today. And I'll just first to start with the premise on why I chose these areas. They're geographically diverse areas, but I look for areas that have got a really good demographic. And what I mean by that, you've got aspirational buyers wanting to move into these areas. And often there's also an element of infrastructure, some sort of a hospital or school or transport infrastructure going into these areas as well. And they're just also attractive areas. So there are a couple of the, I guess, criteria upon which I've chosen these areas. So look, my first area is Gladesville. Gladesville is situated just seven and a half k's from the heart of the CBD and it's on the banks of the Parramatta River, but it's what I would describe as a perfect mix of what I call waterside living and low density bliss. It's surrounded by sort of four main primary schools, public and private, and some pretty prestigious secondary schools nearby. You've got St. Joseph College and Mara Sisters College in Woolwich. It's also got a lot of major facilities and shops along the major thoroughfare, which is Victoria Road. You wouldn't want to live on Victoria Road, but it's certainly a great access way. But I think one of its sort of most magnetic attractions is the foreshore on the harbour. So all of the public park areas, you've got Regional Park and Glades Bay Park, they provide beautiful green space with that water frontage, which is great for families and, and recreation. The median house price at the moment is $2.6 million. And when you look at the neighbouring suburbs like Tennyson Point, that's at 3.85 million. And Hunters Hill, which has got a massive 4.15 million, Gladesville in that context delivers what I call relative affordability in an excellent location. It's a sister suburb to its, its more prestigious neighbours, Tennyson Point and Hunters Hill. For that reason, it's got good upside. And for those on a more modest budget, uh, the median unit price for an apartment is $770,000. So overall, Gladesville for me is, is a top pick. And you know, you said something really interesting, magnetic, because when you're talking of premium properties, magnetic, if you can find a magnetic quality property, they are very rare and hard to find. Exactly. I think that's what draws people to a suburb, Craig. I think a magnetic uh, suburb is is a magnetic property. So I think it's just super attractive and people just really desire to want to live in that location. And we talked about your first location. What is your second area? My second area is in the Shire and it's the suburb of Kirrawee, which is um, located just seven kilometres west of Cronulla. It's adjoining the Royal, beautiful Royal National Park um, in the Shire, which has got some beautiful bushlands. The Royal National Park is the oldest and first established national park in Australia. It's right on the doorstep of Port Hacking and the Georges River. So again, beautiful waterfront attractions. The area is, is very accessible to the city. You've got the train line from Kirrawee and you've got a clear distinction between the commercial and residential areas there. That train line is a a real selling point. It's predominantly houses that you find in this particular market. 
And interestingly, the ABS stats shows that the home ownership rates are above the New South Wales. It's also relatively quite affordable by Sydney standards. The, the median house price in Kiriwee, it's $1.56 million, and that will get you around a three-bedroom home on a standard block of about 600 square metres of land. Again, good public schools in the area and good access to Cronulla Beach and all of the beautiful waterways make it a really strong pick in the Shire for me. Sounds good. And for your third suburb, you've indicated French's Forest is hot. Why is that? French's Forest, or the forest as it's colloquially known, is is one of Sydney's northern beaches suburbs that's got some really great attributes. And the reason it's hot, Craig, there's a new town centre that's about to be developed. About three years ago, the Northern Beaches Hospital was built. But next door to the hospital, large areas of land are about to be rezoned. So on the 1st of June, the first stage of the rezoning will come into play, which will allow for medium and high density dwellings in that location. And that's going to create a new opportunity to build a new town centre, which will just help to revitalise the suburb. Just down the road, you've got the Forestway Shopping Centre, which is a major service centre. It's really only a 12-minute drive to DY and Curl Curl Beach and about a 25-minute drive to the city. So it's ideally located. But obviously, its appeal is the bushland. You've got some great track lands, the Garrigal National Park, mountain bike tracks, but the median house price is highly attractive to be on the beaches. So between 2.3 million to 2.6 million will buy you a good quality three-bedroom family home on around 696 square metres of land. For about 2.6, you can get a slightly better quality. It's an area that also has a, a, um, a light industrial park around Rodber Road. So you've got lots of areas where there's some great commercial premises as well. But it's got a great mix of family-friendly, fabulous recreation areas. But that proximity to the beach and the proximity to the city are the two key drivers that I think it'll see do very well into the future. Well, we're certainly getting a very good insight into some of Sydney's suburbs. And I can't help but think the western suburbs of Sydney, people listening are thinking, gee, are we going to be included in this list? So are there suburbs in Sydney's western suburbs that you recommend? Yeah, Craig, absolutely. We love Sydney's western suburbs. And one of the major drivers for capital growth in Sydney's west is the Badgery Creek Airport, Sydney's second airport. And that's going to have a dramatic effect on a range of suburbs. But the one suburb I've picked out is St Mary's. St Mary's is located just next to Penrith, which is a major population centre, and it delivers properties at relatively quite affordable prices. St Mary's is just 20 kilometres west of Parramatta, eight kilometres east of Penrith, You've got, you know, around 70% of families uh, make up all the households. And again, residential detached homes is the predominant type of, of dwelling there. The big thing also for St Mary's, it's also getting a new train station. So the Sydney Metro is being rolled out right across Sydney and it's having an upgrade, significant upgrade. And when that was announced, we saw a lot of investors go into that area. For a median house price in the area, you're spending about 857000 and that will get you um, a decent three-bedroom home on around 600 square metres of land. One of the tricks that our investors are also doing in this area is trying to buy larger blocks of land, around 800 square metres, and then adding a granny flat. And that can really boost your yield for a residential investor. Okay, and we're up to the all-important fifth area. Give it to us, Rich. 
My last area is Ashbury, which is located about 8.5 kilometres away from Sydney's CBD. So it's not the true inner west, it's kind of the outer part of the inner west, if you like. And it's a really culturally diverse area, dominated mostly by detached houses, and many of them have got some strong heritage appeal. But open space would be sort of one of the key features of Ashbury. There's three separate parks all throughout its, its area. You've got Canterbury Park Racecourse, and then there's Canterbury Park itself. You've got the Canterbury train station, which is a great proximity to jump on the train and get into the city. You've got a great range of public and private schools. The median house price in Ashbury is just over $2 million. It's $2 million and sixty-five. And for that sort of money, you'll get a three to four bedroom home on about 500 square metres of land. Now, units uh, are obviously a bit cheaper. Median house price sits uh, at around 800000 for an apartment. But also, you've got a, a range of townhouses and other sort of villas in between. But for me, I see Ashbury as a, a rock-solid pick for long-term capital growth. Just because if you can't afford to buy in that true inner west areas, then you just go out a little bit further. And Ashbury is very much on my radar. So there we go. Five of those suburbs broken down this morning by Rich Harvey. Hey, have yourself a fantastic weekend. Look forward to catching up next week. Thank you so much, Craig. Always a pleasure. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.